Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up, y'all? This Shaquille Bear, Super Bowl 50 and 55 champ. I want to let y'all know y'all listen to one of the best sports shows out there right now. And thanks for tuning in to the Rough Cut Sportscast. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Rough Cut Sportscast. I'm your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, alongside your boy, A.J. Johnson. And below me, we've got the smoothest voice in sports casting. He is Dylan J.B. Kearns. And last but certainly not least, my best friend. He is he has gone now from Mr. One Vote to Mr. All the Votes. He is Mukesiah. <laughs> he is Aaron Mukes. It's a beautiful June 3rd day, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to see you. Uh, it's actually nighttime. Sorry, nighttime. Daytime for Aaron. <laughs> well, nighttime for uh, us. Yeah, the sun's still up out here. A, a wise man wild. would say dusk, 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 evening, he, evening of some sort. <laughs> evening is what Dylan would say. But what's up, guys? AJ, how's it going over there for you? It's going all right. You know, I, I got a question. Dylan, what do I got to do to get that smoothest voice in sportscasting title up off you, bro? Like, um, you know, I, I liked it for a while, you know. A competition, I, I, I maybe? get it. But I mean, like I, I've been told for years, like, ooh, that voice, you just need to be. I told you that on vacation. See, and, and I remember that and I do appreciate it. You got a great <laughs> voice too, my friend. It's just like, you know, I, I got the your boy. That's self-given. I need something that's not what Vinny's probably thinking in his head. But <laughs> I, I need a good title. I need a good listen, title. I really like that one. I might have to come listen, get that off of you. I, you cannot have that from Dylan because Dylan has done something. Dylan is an ESPN legend, okay? I figured that's what it was legend. Be. You know, he is an ESPN legend. He, he he is the smoothest voice in sports casting for a reason. That bare hand by Ambrose call. I mean, come on, let's just let's just call so it good. what it is. It, it was legendary. That's real because I because I'll tell you, I try. I'll sit here when no one's around and try to play by play basketball. Man, that's hard, bro. And so, real deal, I give you props. Like play by play is not easy. And if, if that's what it takes, I mean, I'll work on it because, you know, I want to come get that moniker, but I, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to work on it's, that. It's, work on it's that. second nature to me, something that I can just – I mean, I just like sitting in front of the TV or at, actually at the ballpark or anywhere I got to be at a sporting event and sit there and just tell everybody what's happening, be who I am and explain the game to them and tell stories. That's what this is all about. You guys brought up play-by-play, play, and I wanted to make this kind of like subtle announcement. I might be moving. What? I might be moving. Um, yeah. Excuse me. Into yeah, the four actually, seasons in Jacksonville? <laughs> no, no, no. You brought up play by play. I am looking and interested and have been in talks with the my old junior hockey team up in Boston. And uh, I've had some pretty good no- talks with them. And I've been thinking about moving to Boston and everyone down here that, that I've talked to friends and family don't want it to happen because I'd be taking my wife away from everybody. 
but it <laughs> yeah, might they don't be care about thing. you no yeah they don't give a shit about me no one cares about me it's it's not a thing <laughs> but yeah it, it could end up happening and i'm 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 interested and, and excited for the possibilities that's it's kind of what we're all getting into but tonight it's not we're not talking about me don't talk about anyone specific oh, no, no 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 we're on, not just going to gloss on, over on. that we are right? not just going to gloss yeah. over that what? That's awesome. I, 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 of course, oh. I wish the best for you. Oh, However, you. what would you have said if I told you I did decide to move to Jacksonville? Yeah. What if we ended up going Cabo on that? On that that's di- hey, yo, that's different. That's if if y'all stay. I told you guys this before, and you beautiful people at home, you know this, okay? We are we are RCOD. Like we actually take that into account for our life. Okay, it's rough cut or die. And if you told me you were moving to Jacksonville, I would turn down any job opportunity I got so we can make this thing possible. (laughs) Because Aaron said in a few years when his kids go off and graduate, he might be moving. And by that time, we're gonna be be, big baby. I might be will be two two years. My oldest son graduates. I'm out, and I don't know where that's gonna be, but I'm out. And that could Why very well be I, Jacksonville. I You're going to Dallas, I, Texas. I, I, I want to get up north, up north anyway, so I, I I would probably be talking to Boston. Uh, well, I mean, then again, I see how Boston treats people, so that yeah. might not be. Well, you Just know what? On any logos. I want to. Hey, we we don't want to open that can of worms again. But I'm Just, all a hey, rough cut in Boston sounds good to me. I'm just saying. See, I'm gonna I'd sound like this. I, dude, Dylan and I no. can perfect our Dylan and I can perfect our mass voices, so that'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's I, 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 I would no, I would no, cherish. No, no, no. <laughs> you play for the Boston Rangers, eh? Well, Boston. I said A. Yeah, I don't that, know, yeah, I don't know yeah, what I nope, did nope. that A. But let me let me steer this to the conversation that everyone is really dying to hear, and that is us talking about Mark Shifley and Winnipeg Jets. The news Ooh. broke just moments before the show went live that Mark Shifley will be suspended for four games that would make him available for game six if it gets to a game six in that Montreal Winnipeg series. But he is suspended for four games because of this hit right here. It's been a talk of oh. it's been it's been talk of the world today, really. Like it has been all over the place. Even if you're not a hockey fan, you have been talking about this hit. Abe, if you're a casual fan, you thought it was just a ridiculous hit. And B, if you're a hardcore hockey fan, you have a side here on whether or not it was clean, dirty. What there, there's a side here. And I'm gonna go to Dylan here first because him and I talked about this. I want to know you from you, Dylan. Where are you standing on this situation? That is a grade A cheap shot. I mean, he has his head down. And think of it in the terms of, in the NFL, hit on a defenseless receiver, right? That's the play they try to eliminate, where your head's down, you're coming across the middle of the field, you're not looking, bam, lit up like a Christmas tree, lights out, that's a penalty, you move on. And this hit, you look at it, full speed ahead, going Mark Shifley towards Jake Evans, who had his head down. Granted, that's a decision Evans made. He had his head down, and you're always taught to hit uh, it, you're, you're allowed to hit a hockey player if their head is down. And a lot of times it's what you try to do. But you charge after him like that. Take that extra step. Leave your feet. That's a dirty hit. You know he was going to score the goal anyway. I know you might have tried preventing that. He had it on his backhand ready to put it in. You look right at him and light up your opponent with evil eyes. That's a four-game suspension. And I'm glad Mark Shifley isn't on the ice. See, that's that's one of those things that I, I have taken the side of like I've been hearing people all day kind of talk about how like certain hockey people, Sean Avery came out and talked about it. The guys on Spit and Chicklets were talking about it today, talk about how he was going to prevent that goal. 
He's not going to prevent that goal there. He has one one thing on his mind and one thing only. And I wanted to bring this clip up earlier on in the game around the six minute mark. This is Mike Mark Shifley getting absolutely face washed and everything. And look at the anger and aggression from Mark Shifley here. He is pissed off going after everybody. He is a mess on the ice right here. He's frustrated. This game really frustrated him. And I don't want to hear the bullshit from everybody saying that he was trying to prevent the puck from going in the back of the net. And Dylan, I am so, so very happy that you went the direction that you did because I decided to go out and do some research here and do some digging and find a quote from someone you, sir, are very familiar with. And I'm going to pull up this audio right here for you, gentlemen. Remember, Cam, when you were a kid at 12 and you started hitting, what did your coach tell you if you saw another kid on the other team with his head down? Oh, I mean, I mean, <laughs> you can get away with murder. Like, I mean, really. Yeah. But that's what we were told, like, literally take him out. Yep. Right. Yep. And, and no coach in today's game would ever tell. So Evans would never have been told that from the age of 14, 15, when they started hitting now. So the kids are never in that situation. So Evans, I, I completely agree Evans put himself in that situation, but when I'm looking from my perspective, that's a situation I would have never gone into. I'm sure it's one you would have never gone into, Cam, because it's something we grew up with our whole lives. Now, looking at Evans, he never he, he went in that situation because he never he's never really been in it, right? And it's it's never been hammered into him. Hey, don't put your head down coming around the weak side of the net when there's a back checker. Like back in when the day, pissed. it was like a weak side of the net was yeah. when they're pissed. Yeah. yeah. So I look at it as I I look at the hit. And I believe it was predatory. I, I do wish, again, he would have stuck his stick out to get the puck and followed through with the hit. Yep. Just like you said, 100%. I look at it as predatory. I don't care if Mark Shifley hasn't been predatory in the past. That right there, man. I, I went extended audio clip on that one, boys, because what Christopher Stieg has said oh. in that, and this is a guy who played in the league for a very long time, multiple Stanley Cup champion. He knows the game, okay? He knows that there there's two sides to the situation, and everyone's been asking me, what side am I taking? You got to go to both sides here. It's a predatory hit on by Mark Shifley. He knows what he's doing. I I, I, I obviously went and looked at, at how far he traveled here. Shitty quality, but this is Mark Shifley mm. is back checking on this place, getting full speed all the way down the ice. He does slow down, but you know what he's doing there. He's angry. He's pissed off that his team is about to lose this game. He is going to try and do damage to a defenseless player here. Yes, he should have had his head up. That is that is a that is a rookie mistake right there from Evans. But there's two sides to this casual guys here. AJ, Aaron, when you saw this, what were you guys thinking when this happened? Go ahead, Aaron. You can start. You can take it first. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a football guy. I have very mixed feelings about it because part of me, uh, part of me loves the physical nature of the sport of hockey. Right. I, I, that's part of what drew me in is the fact that you can hit guys. Right. And I like that aspect of it. Was it dirty? I don't know if I would call it dirty. I, I kind of like the word cheap shot because I think it's a cheap shot. I think the the situation in the game allowed him to get away with it a little bit more. Like, I think if this was a, a 6-3 game or something, it would have been a little bit different. But at the time, I believe it was 4-3. to three, And then that goal made it 5-3. So, And I know there's only like 59 seconds left. But he did kind of slow up. I, I, 
it's hard for me to say what is dirty and what's not dirty in the sport of hockey because I don't really understand the the rules all the way, and I don't know what's considered a cheap shot. I thought the hit looked itself looked clean. In that situation, do you make that hit like that? That's the question mark I would have on it. Um, but as a football fan who watches flags get thrown every single week from hitting defenseless receivers and things like that, I kind of get irritated by it. And we don't see what we don't see in football is guys come to the defense of their teammates like they can in hockey. And I think um, I was listening to that press conference earlier uh, of the coach of, of the team who said, Hey, it's going to be situated on the ice. Like it's going to, whatever's going to happen. It's, it, if, if he gets suspended, great, but the team is going to handle it in their own way. And I, I like that about hockey. I don't think it's something that I'm not going to like, t- there's a receipt this guy. coming. I'm not. Yeah, there's a receipt coming. He's going to get what, what's coming to him. And I'm not going to kill the guy for making the hit. I think if 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 that guy doesn't get like stretchered off the floor, I think it's a different conversation. He, he I mean, he was hit hard and he got hurt. Um, and, and I think that makes it worse than actually what it was. But I'm not going to say it was clean because I don't believe it was a clean. I do think he had uh, some intent there to like, you know what? I'm pissed off. I'm going to let this guy have it right now. Do I think? In sports, I don't think guys really want to end guys' careers. I don't think that's the intention. I don't think he wants to put him in the hospital, but I think he wanted to make a point there. And maybe it was a little bit overboard. And, and you know, the, obviously the result of the hit was, was maybe harder than uh, he anticipated or he, he wanted. And now he has to deal with those consequences. But dirty is, to me, is a harsh word. When I think of dirty hits, I think there's some real intent behind it. I think cheap shot was a, was a good word by Dylan that he used. And I, that's what I would call it. It's a cheap shot. So I'm really, I'm really happy. The guy, you know, they said it was a concussion. It looked really bad. Him being hurt and stretched it off the floor. I pray for him. I wish for the best. I pray for his health, so on and so forth. With that being said, I kind of love the hit. I kind of <laughs> love the hit. I mean, a lot of people said that he went for the head. No, nah, he kind of got off his, off his skates. He got off his skates a little bit, but when you're coming that fast and you make that that type of contact, you're going to come up off the ice. That's just that's how momentum works. Could he have slowed down a little more? Sure. And you, you see him glide the last 10, 20 feet. That doesn't matter. You built all your speed up at that point. You're going to be going that same speed. But he got him shoulder to chest, clear, rocked him, dummied him, and flipped him through. It's at the end of game one where you're absolutely about to lose. If there is ever a tone you are about to set, it's right there in that moment. Cool, you got us in game one. Well, you're going to feel this pain, and we're coming back hard in game two. Sure, maybe a little cheap. You know better than to come the entirety of the ice to make that hit. I understand. But if we are talking about the hit itself, it was heavy. It could have been prevented a different type of way. But in the fashion of sports and some physicality, I I, I like that. I like that part of it. I'll tell you the momentum it's going to build. Mark Shifley is going to watch these games from the press box for four straight games. That's the momentum. He he thinks this hit's going to fire up his guys. Well, you're not going to be playing. You're one of the most underrated players in hockey. You're not going to be playing. So this comes back to me. You say it was a good hit. I agree it was a good hit, but it's a charging penalty. He was charging after yeah. him, and you absolutely lit his lights off. So that's what you that's what it comes down to is by definition, that's a charging penalty. And I go back to a few yep. years ago when they implemented the no touch or the hybrid no touch icing. 
where the puck goes deep, you don't have to touch it up because they want player safety to be involved. So you don't get lit up in the boards. And there I know it, your your face, your back is to the player and you can really light them up, hit the numbers into the boards. But right then, it's a similar situation, someone with their head down. So if you're serious about this and the league officials, you have to come up with some of this gray area. I don't want to say take physicality out of hockey by any means, but you can't have people getting their lights lit up every single night. But that's what you're going to do. The more you talk, the more these conversations come up about rule changes and trying to protect the players. We have, we see this every time in the NFL, every year they change more and more rules. And it's not that it's not a physical sport anymore, but the physicality is, is diminished severely. And it starts to change the way these players play. And they've been trained their whole life to play a certain way. And now you're asking them to change. And then they don't know what to do. And and, and that's but, when, honestly, to me, that's when guys get hurt is when they agreed. don't know what to do. That yeah. That's that, that is a, a really, really good point. I want to bring up the fact that they've been trying to change this league to being less physical, less fighting, and it has not worked at all. Okay. They try to limit the fights. They try to get rid of the fights. They, they've tried to slowly get them out. But it I don't does know why they work. would if they want to get a bigger fan base. That's just not a thing. That's just yeah. not a thing. And I'll address this comment along with what you guys have just said to kind of wrap this bad boy up. I have said multiple times to many of people today, it was a borderline charging penalty. Borderline. The reason it was a charging penalty is because he took that liberty just to absolutely destroy him. But... Most charging penalties have a lot to do with the fact that you take five or six strides to drive into a player. Mark Shifley stopped at the top of the circle. Okay. He stopped skating at the top of the circle. So it is a borderline charging penalty. And also I am very, very, very happy that AJ brought this up. You guys have been killing it already. AJ brought up the fact that it was a clean hit. That hit itself was textbook how you hit somebody in hockey and it's a charging you, penalty so if, if that's a, a clean borderline hit, charging penalty no, no 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 but like it's still I said, a charging penalty so so what you're penalty, saying a, a penalty hit, doesn't a a penalty a doesn't warrant a penalty doesn't warrant a guy being like like bashed and i mean we're looking at the result of the hit and i think this is what we have yeah. to talk about the result of the hit had a guy getting off. But if we're saying it was a clean hit and the only thing we're questioning is whether it's charging or not, charging is a penalty it, on the ice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a penalty. It's called you move on. But the fact is, is he's being like criticized to the point because this guy ended up getting stretchered off. Yeah. But if we're saying it was clean shoulder, yeah. he, like, he didn't right hit up. him in the yeah. head. Like that's just the, that's physical sports. Yes. The yeah. actual contact was as clean as could be. That's exactly what you're teaching. And just like Versteeg said in his comments, that's what you're taught to do. Like as a defenseman, I played de- defense growing up all my entire life. You, I begged for those moments where a dumbass would come around the net just like that and have his head down and try a wraparound because that's when you're dummying them. That's like one of your things that you dream of growing up. You want to dummy that person. But it, the the charging part it's it really is borderline because of the fact that he did slow up at the circle. It can be a charging call. If it gets called, if this is a normal game and that happens, player doesn't get hurt, whatever. And charging is called. I'm fine with that because it could be called, but I'm also fine if it doesn't get called because it really wasn't that bad. It wasn't, it wasn't like that crazy of a play. Then why did he get four games? Because the guy got hurt. Yep. If if that's he doesn't re- get hurt, there's no suspension. That's a reaction a from the league. 
Yep. There's a fine yeah. for Shifley if he doesn't get hurt. Maybe that's it. So so straight straight out of the book, charging a minor or major penalty shall be imposed on a player or goalkeeper who sco- who skates or jumps into a charge, uh, any opponent in any manner. Charging shall mean that the actions of the player or goalkeeper, as a result of distance traveled, shall violently check an opponent in any manner. A charge may be the result of a check into the boards, into the goal frame, or open ice. Keyword so, there, violently check. That That's why it's a charging penalty. That's why you could consider this a charging penalty. But most charging penalties in the NHL nowadays that I see, and I watch a lot of damn hockey, is a player skating full speed, not letting up. And I see Beth in the comments here. He, if you're, if you stop skating, if you stop, if you, if you stop striding, that's you slowing down because you can continue striding. I've seen Tom Wilson get suspended many of times for striding into a player and burying him. That's a charge, but he did slow down. Okay. I, I, uh, I can't, I can't with this. Can't with this. Well, that's not the right play. Yeah, show it. Hey, if you really want to be (laughs) serious about this, slow it down into slow motion and watch those steps. Because I thought I saw him take one more before he got in the air. I got it. 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 So hold on. Slow it down. We don't got slow mo in Streamyard. (laughs) Listen, I I think the fact that watch Watch where he stops striding. Right foot goes at him again. Stop striding. Bam. You're but you've stopped striding at that point. I get it. There's intent there to dummy him. But yes. the the charging penalty, like I said, and I've seen it called well, many okay. times, is him taking multiple strides into him and burying him. Well, it, it, they did change it to distance travel, though. That was another big key key part of that. So, like, I mean, this is a charging. I mean, we penalty. can we can agree. Like, we can even say it's a charging mm-hmm. penalty. But a charging penalty. Okay, so a normal charging penalty that results in no nobody being stretchered out is that guy getting four games? Is that guy getting a four game mm-hmm. suspension? He's getting a five-minute major, and he's back on the ice. So likely. the result of the hit, two. the result of the hit is the injury itself is what causes the NHL, the league, to react, to say, you know what, we got to do something because if we don't do something, what could end up happening? This other team is going to take it out on him on the ice, and it's going to turn into a shit show, which I get. So I'm okay with them being suspended. Like, I get what the NHL is trying to do. But we're, we're going to sit on here and criticize the guy for taking a cheap shot or a dirty hit on somebody. Let's also put the entire play into context. And the fact of the matter is, is I, this is my personal opinion. I don't believe these guys, they all play hockey. I don't th- believe these guys are out there trying to, in this guy's career, hospitalize him. I think he was trying to make a point, trying to make a, a hard hit. And yeah, it was it was really bad. It just happened to be really, really bad. Two sides to this bad boy, two sides, but we move on. We've got a main event to get into. We're talking and we're calling people out as if this show is not calling enough people out already. We're calling out players and teams from the NHL playoffs that have done good things that have done bad things. I need to step up. That's our main event. But first, AJ, I need to see those pretty little hands of yours. That sounded really weird, but Please tell our viewers and our listeners where they can follow us at. Never raising my hands for you again. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter at roughcut underscore sports on Facebook at Rough Cut Sports on Instagram at the Rough Cut Sportscast. And go ahead, head over to YouTube. Find us at Rough Cut Sportscast. Hit those likes, hit those follows, hit those shares, hit that subscribe, hit that bell. Basically, any reaction you can hit on any of these social media platforms besides a negative one. Do it. Unless you're saying I'm negative that you guys have not liked the Rough Cut Sportscast yet to all your fans and family. 
Let's make it happen quicker than later. Let's get it done and tell everybody. I didn't even get to do the halftime thing before that popped up. And of course, we are brought to you by (laughs) Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs, whether that be a signed jersey, signed cleat, signed helmet. They've got it over there at HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com. And ladies and gentlemen, I gotta, gotta pull this bad boy up because we have a little shop going on where you can find some of the best rough cut merch there is. We've got tank tops and we've got the shirt, the rough, the classic rough cut shirt, but Hey, that's not all you can get it in different colors. You can get it in pink. You can get it in white. The black one seems to be the really the big favorite here. Cause this one is sick. You can also get it in that little rough cut red, get it now hey. today. You can check out the link on our Facebook page buy it. Now support the show, just support the show. And while you're at it, get your Yeti cup. Okay. Summertime is coming. Keep it cool with Yeti. Follow that link from our Facebook page. And again, support the boys. It's not that hard. Gentlemen, it is now time to get into the main event of the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Chills every time we even said it on the show on that hockey show that we did on Tuesday with the belly up sports network, which we're proud to be a part of. We literally said it on there. We were like every time that plays three times a week and it still gives me chills because it is so amazing. It's main event time though. Ladies and gentlemen, we're diving into those teams, those players that deserve to be called out, whether that be a good thing or a bad thing. AJ, I'm going to start with you, buddy. Give me your first, your first call out. To you, sir. I'll even solo you up. And guess what? I'll even throw a nameplate on here in just a second. What? I feel so special. (laughs) I'm going to start with my good. You know, when we started this whole hockey season and the casual ones of us decided to get into it, you know, I was really big on Nathan McKinnon, which I still am. But now I'm looking at his supporting cast. And these guys around him are so fantastic. And my good is going to be Miko Rantana. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, there it is. Miko Rantana, man. He, he has put his skates all over every game of this series. I think, what was it? He's got three goals and nine assists in these playoffs so far. And two of those goals have been game winners. What that speaks to me is clutch. That goal last night in overtime, the favorite part, they were trying this entire power play to get the ball to Nathan McKinnon. The ball. God damn. Oof, oof. <laughs> Every to time. To get the fuck to Nathan McKinnon. And, and Vegas was good about it. They just weren't letting him do it. And when they finally did, Nathan still makes the right play. He gets the puck across the scene to Rantanen. And that little switch where he brings the stick in and gets that great angle, pops that velocity, lets Mark Andre Fleury feel it. Puts it right on the shoulder. You're not going to stop can't pronounce me. it right. Put it in the <laughs> I know, because I almost, said, I almost said Andrew again, and I tried to take it out. Still but I'm talking pronounce. fast, man. I'm just moving, bro. You know I, I like know it. what I'm talking about. I love it. Pops me I on like the shoulder. The says, you're not going to be able to stop me. OT, bar down. Well, nothing but net. And a winner. This guy, I, I think he's going to have he's gonna have the best chance to be one of the best players in the entire playoffs if they go all the way to Stanley Cup. I'm liking what I'm seeing from this entire team. But Miko Ranton has been... He's been he's been that guy. 
He has been Aaron. I got to ask you, I want to ask you from that. You've, you've been a big supporter of Nathan McKinnon. You did like you even went as far as saying Nathan McKinnon has really brought you into the sport of hockey. Now that you see the good team that he's on and the players that are around him, what are you thinking now? Like, what do you think of that supporting cast? Um, I, I love it. And to be honest, I was to, I was going to piggyback off what AJ said. If you watch the way the Knights are defending the avalanche, like they're trying to, I mean, they're trying to shut down McKinnon, right? They're all over him. And, and Miko's done a g- really good job of just finding his spots. And yeah, I mean, we, we talked about their lines and just how, how good they actually are. And you mentioned them being injured last year and now they're all healthy. Uh, this team is really, really good. But Nathan McKinnon is the reason that I <laughs> am now a hockey fan. I mean, just watching one, watching him play one time. You watch the way he skates. You watch the way he plays with his teammates. His his puck handling is amazing, and it just seems like he always knows where to be. I am now a hockey fan because of Nathan McKinnon. And as much as I love the Sharks being from California, and you know that's like are you the Shark Tank? I don't know, man. The McKinnon's on the Avalanche, and I don't want to be that front running jump on the team that's winning it, but I really like watching these guys play. It's yeah. Um I, I need to it, I might be an Avalanche fan. I went to a, <laughs> I, I went to, to a Blue Jackets game. I went to a Blue Jackets game back in 2015 and that's when the Avalanche were really like really starting to still in the rebuilding years a little bit there and uh the goaltender was Semyon Varlamov on that team and the game went into overtime but I mean, for many years, you think, okay, Gabriel Landeskog is this guy that's been on the avalanche and their leader and someone that, I mean, now it seems like he's the third option on this team. And it's someone that you don't really think about when you think of the avalanche, even though he's their captain. I mean, for years you think, oh, oh my gosh, Gabriel Landeskog's a great hockey player. Yes, he is. But there's also great players on the team around him. Before, before, super impressed. Before Connor McDavid was the youngest captain in the NHL or youngest captain ever. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog was that he was one of the youngest captains in the NHL in NHL history, but I, I love what Colorado is doing. Beth brought up a really good point. Brandon Saad has been unreal for Saad's them been- as well. It, it, it's just, it's such a good team all Kale around. McCarr, and, I, and even, oh, and oh, even, and even Grubauer has been really like, he's been, Grubauer's he's been really good nice. in the net. And I, I, I think that's where I think in one of our shows, we talked about how, what, how good could the goal could the goaltending be for this team? And if they got a hot goalie, uh, that's a you, scary, scary team. Vesna candidate, Philip Grubauer. He's up for best goalie of the year, man. With him, Mark Andre Fleury, and and yes, Andre we know AJ. We know it is, AJ. It is a one man race. I need to, AJ. We need to we need to put this down in the notes for homework tonight. I want to travel <laughs> back in time to the, like the first episode we had either Aaron on or like the first episode we even talked about hockey when I was giving teams to people and saying who I recommend them to get hooked on. If you're a casual hockey fan, because I actually think Colorado was one of them. I said Vegas for one of them, but I also think Colorado was one of them. I I remember the spotlight being on Vegas because of Nathan McKinnon. And I took that from and I was like, all right, I'll run with that. The other one you had was the, uh, the flames versus the, the, Edmonton, you know, the, the Battle uh, of Alberta. The Battle of Alberta, yeah. I yeah. couldn't find the right words. For hey, uh, move yeah. over Battle of Alberta. The Sunshine, the Battle for the Sunshine State took over this year. That's yeah. for sure. Dylan, what, what's dope. wrong with you? You mentioned that episode, and I said Ottawa. You said who? <laughs> Ottawa. <laughs> I believed in Stutzla. 
in two years, that's going to be a great take. I know. In two I know. Years, that's going to be a great I said take. The long term approach. I like watching the ten o'clock teams. Watch out for Ottawa. They finally got Look, their goalie. Oh my I don't gosh! Have that's two, a bad take. I don't have two years to wait to become a fan. <laughs> yeah, if you're right. not that's getting true. me now. You're not getting me, brother. You got to oh, get me. Now. That's true. That's true. But Aaron, let's 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 dive into yours. What's your uh, who are you calling out? Oh my gosh! I, I can't pronounce the name. I, I was Var Var. I can't Simeon say Varlamov. the nickname. Say the Simeon nickname. Var- Varlasov. Varlamov. Varlamov. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, Varley. Varley. Let's talk about Varley. Let's talk about Varley. Um, I-, I wanted to talk about Varley for a couple of reasons. Number one, games two, game three in the first round series were rough. Uh, he gave up five goals, I believe, in game three. And they went away from him. Barry Trotz, Barry Trotz decided to go away from him, but he decided after game one in this series with, uh, with the Bruins to bring him back. And what did they do? They played really, really well in game two. They were able to get the win. And I, for me, the, I like the story of the bounce back guy, the guy that maybe struggled, you give him another shot and then he, and then he's comes through. And then now, right now they're in game three. And I believe he's only, he's given up one so far. They still can't score, uh, which is, which is a problem. So it's one that's, nothing. That's the New York um, Islanders. Yeah, going into the end of the second period, but just the bounce back of you know maybe having his confidence shaken a little bit and Barry Trotz trusting him enough to give him another shot and then getting the win in game two. Um, that's my good. I like that kind of heroic comeback story. And who knows if they go on to win game three and maybe win the series, we can talk more about them. But um, that's my good. Kind of wanted to point him out. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a great great series. I I've and not like a great series, like not as great as what Vegas and Colorado is gonna end up being. But it's that's gonna be a very close series, back and forth between those two teams. Dylan, what about you? My player that's been doing well. Uh, you talk about the infusion of youth. Nick Suzuki there with the Montreal Canadiens. And you really saw this Canadiens team take a step forward when they got these young guys going. I know Suzuki was there last year. He's there this year. But Cole Caulfield, another great one. I mean, they just have so much talent on this team. Young talent. And Suzuki, he's on a four-game point streak right now. And you want a hot player in the playoffs. Take a look at him. Right-hand shot. Uh, he, he just does a lot of things well on the ice. And that that line. That's what I'm most excited about for years to come. Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield playing right next to each other. It's going to be a lot of fun. And right now they're they're rolling. And Winnipeg without Shifley, this could be a series where if Suzuki continues to play well, they could be heading to the conference finals. We said, what do we say on the, did I say what, Montreal in seven? I said Montreal in seven on the show. That, yep. so, yeah. 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 I'm, yeah, I'm a big. I, I, yeah. I think we all said that, didn't we? No, I said, I, I, I said, said Winnipeg. Winnipeg is sick, but I definitely uh yeah, I said Montreal I, after seven. watching the way that game went down the other night, man. I, I Montreal I, looks really good. Like they didn't miss a beat from when they played game seven. They're, I even texted my brother. Really- I was like, I was like, Montreal, I think Montreal can do this in five if they continue playing like that. That's the thing, though. We I watched that game and I was like, you know what? This is the Winnipeg defense that we that we thought was going to show up against Edmonton. They gave it their all against Edmonton and then forgot how to what they were doing when they were playing against Montreal. And I, I picked so, him because of Price. I mean, if you got like we talked about hot goaltending and then Price has been what about Hellebuck? Well, he, Price has been Price came back from three one and has been lights out. That's true. That's, that's the it, thing that he, he is battle tested. Carey Price is in a rhythm. I mean, that's the the one thing with goaltenders too. You get into that rhythm, it's very hard to stop. And Carey Price has had to play seven games now and play good in all seven games. Connor Hellebuck played four, had to rest, and 
yep. kind of that's has what, to find back that rhythm. That's what I want to ask real quick. You look at the Winnipeg Jets and they had a long layoff. You talked about their defense playing well against Edmonton. Do you think that could have played a huge factor into just not gelling on the ice as much and playing game action in the playoffs? Yeah, I think I think I think everyone for Winnipeg has to find that that new that new rhythm that they have. I mean, they're they're rolling against Edmonton, but that obviously ended quickly. They got to find that spark again and how to stop. I mean, we, we talked about it on the show Tuesday. They're they're Montreal is getting production from everywhere on their on their team. First line, second line, third line, fourth line. They're getting production all around, and I think that that's something that Winnipeg didn't have to deal with when they were playing Edmonton because it's just Connor McDavid and. That's it. And Leandre, well, style, I should we, say. We we talk, I mean, you, you mentioned the the rest and the, the time off and they got to gel again. But this is a conversation we've been bringing up. Like Colorado had to do that as well. Colorado went, ran through their yeah. first round matchup and then came out and slapped Vegas, <laughs> yeah. who also right. went through a seven game, a tough seven game <laughs> series and beat them seven to one. So, I mean, how much I don't want to give I don't want to give the, the Jets too much credit. For for slapping around an Edmonton team that we've already talked about have kind of underwhelmed us um, with just their their high powered offense. I I just think Montreal is really good. I, I think I just think they're better than probably you know where they sit as a four seed, and I just think they're really good and they're playing with the hot goaltender right now. And yeah. I don't know. It's tough I to like be in the I playoffs, see. man. It's yeah. tough to be in the playoffs. My my team though, and it kind of it goes with Aaron's. It's I, it's the it's like the New York Islanders. And it's JG Pajot and Anthony Beauvillier. <laughs> I'm calling them out because of how good they have both been for that team. Because I think that they have been so underrated. You don't you don't hear them enough, but they are top ten in goals for for the playoffs right now. And they have been producing. I said JG Pajot was going to be my X factor before the series before their last series started. It's continuing this way, but it's also Anthony Beauvillier, and it's that line. It's been Matt Barzell. Anthony Beauvillier and JG Pajo on a line together that you see a little bit here and there. I should say, I don't, I don't think it's been consistent, but these guys are producing. Anthony Beauvillier is a, ga- a name that probably none of you guys have ever heard of. Maybe Dylan has because he does the big city sports pod, but yeah. I think that this guy does not get talked about enough. It's a beautiful pass right there. And my boy, JG Pajo buries it. These guys, underrated players, don't get talked about enough, but are exceeding those expectations and basically holding up the New York Islanders at this point. I'm surprised that you found that many clips of them scoring goals. <laughs> it doesn't happen often, but when it, it is, does, it is rough. It is rough for them. It, it, yeah. it, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's Anthony Povillier or it's JG Pajot or it's my other X factor. And that has been Kyle Palmieri. So I'm I'm happy with my prediction. Probably my only prediction that I got right at the before the playoffs started was the fact that the Islanders would be getting that production from those two guys. And yeah, AJ, you are next yeah. for your last yeah. call out. You are. Do you want me to give it yeah. to you? You want me to go, Aaron, or you want? Are you okay? No. I'm, oh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm okay. Ready. I'm ready. okay. I was just. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm gonna flip the uh, coin here and go to the bad side. All right, and this is going to be weird because I'm happy these guys are playing bad, but when it comes to professional sports, it's unacceptable. And I'm calling out Sebastian Ajo and his partner, Andrei Savichnikov. Listen, mostly Ajo, I'm going to need you to step up. 
for the Carolina people, but then stay down. So <laughs> this must be hard for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, but here's the real deal. Here's the real deal. One of the best players on the Carolina Hurricanes, one of the best players throughout the season, and he has been a complete no-show in these playoffs. He has oh, he has put up no points against the Tampa Bay Lightning at all in over 40 minutes of ice time. He has only four shots in 51 shifts on the ice. That's unacceptable as a leader of a team. He's also only got three multi-point games in the entire playoff series since they began. This is a guy that could change the outlook of this squad. See, this is not going to work for me because I started talking about how they need to step up and Carolina just scored. And now we're down one zero. Let's go. You shouldn't, hey, hey, you shouldn't have done it. You shouldn't have done here's it. The real deal. But here's the real deal, though, because I I'll tell you what, it's honestly good. The other reason I want these guys to step up is because if Tampa Bay keeps going through, and I know they had a little fight with Florida, but I'll tell you, we never really felt worried. If they don't get battle tested, once they go up against some of these players coming around uh, in the next series, whether it be a Montreal or a Colorado or a Boston, who it'll probably be, if we're not battle tested, it's going to look really bad when we get not swept, but a gentleman sweep out in six. We have a point. <laughs> to get to the Stanley Cup, get it back-to-back. -back. So if a Sebastian Ajo can put some pressure on the Tampa Bay Lightning, make this offense come alive and stop winning these games two to one, you know, I would like us to be a little battle-tested. If we have to take this series in six, sure, fine. However, it's not going to happen if you got Sebastian Ajo only taking four shots and 51, and 51 uh, shifts. If you've got Andrei Shevchenikov disappearing and having zero points in three entire last games against Nashville and not being able to put on for the entire squad. So th those are the two I'm saying are need to step up. I'm calling you out. You've been bad. Step up just enough to make your team look good, but then lose the series. Cool. <laughs> you think back to this Hurricanes team last year, Sveshnikov was someone that got injured in the postseason. And uh, I'm not going to say that that plays any factor, but going to your point about the Hurricanes, Sebastian Ajo definitely needs to step up. Him and someone else that I look at is uh, the captain, Stahl. You need someone to step up there as well. Those are the two centers. You're missing Nito Niederreiter. You're missing Vincent Trocek. That's 40 goals of production that you're missing. So you're going to need those players to step up, especially down the way. Because if not, then it could be it could be an early exit for this hockey team. Bro, literally Sebastian Ajo. Sebastian Ajo put the assist to put the point on the board. Who scored the I'm goal? Talking about this, uh, Brett Pasco, or I'm sorry, Brett Pesci. <laughs> there, you, what a pronunciation <laughs> there, go. there. Good job. Yeah, I, wow. I, I was going from memory. I had to switch back one time. I was like, wait, that's a, a tough. That that, right. That's a tough name to get for most people, man. Pesci is not spelled well, the way I you learned think it, it is. when we were watching football. And what was the dude's name? Uh, Joe Reese. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> we got to get him on the show. That's going to be our next yeah. guest for Sports Uncovered. Is going to be Joe Reese. Can, 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 can you explain a, a stat to me? I'll, I'll show my uh, lack of hockey knowledge here. Um, <laughs> they gave they give at least the box score showing that they gave that assist to both Aho and Sh um, yeah, yeah. Sveshnikov. So is it like pass pass score both get assists? Yep. Yep. Yes. You have a primary assist and you have a secondary assist. It does not go Got past it. that though. Only a primary okay. and right. a secondary assist. Okay. Yep. I was pretty I sure always, that's I what it was. I just wanted to make sure. Yep. They, sometimes you'll hear in basketball, you hear the like announcers call it a hockey assist when they swing it. I would love for that because like 
the amount of open shots you have, but giving it away one more time gets that better shot. No, I, I'd like it. We don't want that. I, I, we don't want that. I, That's I, too much. Like then you'll have guys trying to negotiate contracts for, hey, man, I passed it twice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm like, I got 15 secondary assists a game. No, nah, I'm good. Nope, <laughs> There's no, some no, hockey stats that are. Contract to a point anyways. <laughs> There's true. some hockey stats that ha- are like kind of difficult to judge because of those like little things like that, because you can be, you can have a lot of assists, but have a bunch of secondary assist. Yeah. It's tough. Well, I always, tough. I always found it weird. Like I'll be watching the hockey game and it'll hit off like the guy's Jersey. And then don't they credit it to like whoever like hit it. Yeah. in? Whoever last touched it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. that's I'm like, bro, he, I don't even know if that puck would have moved, <laughs> but he got yeah. the goal. What? Like, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's there's crazy. a, there's yeah, those goals one. too. Like someone will shoot from behind the net and it'll bounce off somebody in front and it'll go in. That's yeah. that person's goal. And it's how, just else, like, oh, well. how else do the Islanders score? I mean, Hey, I'm okay with it. If it's Anthony Beauvillier or JG Paggio <laughs> or, or JV Kyle Palmieri, so that, goal, <laughs> that goal was Vassie's first goal allowed in 228 minutes on five and five play. He's he's kind of good. He's it's really a, good. He can, I didn't he can know play if, hockey. I didn't know if we knew that or not, but he's 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 pretty good. He, he How is, much is, better is he than the 2015 Ben Bishop? I hated Ben Bishop. I never thought Ben Bishop was that good of a goaltender. And Andre Vasilevsky. You said that about Crawford. He's probably a Hall of Famer. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> there never is a hockey show that Dylan doesn't say something that just rubs Vinny just enough. I'm not, to give I'm not him. doing that again, but Ben Bishop is a, is also not that good of a goaltender. And you, and you saw when he went to teams that needed his help and he couldn't do it when he played in front of a great team yeah. that Tampa had, he was, he was, he yeah. was, Oh, Ben Bishop's this great goaltender. And then he went elsewhere and they needed him to be good. And he wasn't that good. And he lost the job to Anton. He's Matt Murray. He's Matt Murray. Yeah. 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 He's a, okay. Hey, let's end it there. No, don't say anything else. You This is is a good, good thing about Ben Bishop. One thing that he did well, he played a uh, Stanley cup final with a torn groin as a goalie. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very big deal. Vetchnikov got the secondary assist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know. That's what I said. Hey, uh, I missed that. that. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's why I asked. I was like, cause Aho and Vetchnikov. I speak reality into existence. You know, you, if I if I make complaints about you, you, you just turn up big. I'm okay. I just, well, I just need you to start shitting on the Rangers, Jags. The Rangers Mets, are the best please. team in hockey. The way Mika Zibanejad and Artemi Panarin Look at that put pronunciation. Time, like, Look bro, at that. I'm a Ranger in NHL. Like, what are you talking about? Oh yeah, that <laughs> oh, is true. You do play for yeah. I played the Phillies the other night and I beat them nine to two. I was Phillies. like, this is just what really happens in real life. Hold on here. Pause, pause everything. Pause everything. Were you For in the someone second who inning? hates baseball, he literally says, he said he called periods innings and he called the Philadelphia Flyers, oh, the Philadelphia Phillies. How okay, new okay. Sorry, Aaron, you got to move over for your hosting job on Diamond Talk, which is premiering on Tuesdays, <laughs> 8 30. You can check that out. But hey, this is unbelievable. It, it's funny, it's funny because it was just also after you gave true. him a compliment for pronunciation, and then he goes and yeah, says the Phillies. Yeah, I said the Phillies yeah. You done you Did done I messed it up. Aaron, it. please save this with your final uh call out. I'm calling out Pete DeBoer. I'm calling out. I think I'm the only one that's calling out an actual head coach or I don't even, that's what you call him in hockey, right? A head coach. 
Hey, what else did you call manager? Well, you guys got all these funny names. Well, in baseball, he's the manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't even, yeah. Get out of here. Because <laughs> your sport, one of your sports that you like is a is Listen, a I, I'm asking, I'm calling this guy out to shut the hell up. I mean, I don't feel like he's helping his team right now. He talks a lot. I don't even know much about coaches in hockey. But this guy, every time I see this guy talking, he's got something sarcastic to say. He talks too much. Before the series against Avalanche, he's telling his team, not really telling his team, he's talking to the media, well, yeah, we might as well not show up. We don't have a chance. That's what everybody wants me to say. But, and then they come out and get slapped 7-1, to one, <laughs> making it making it true. And then what happens in – and then he started Robin Leonard. And, and that, again, the decision to go from – to Mark Andre Fleury to go to Robin yeah, Leonard is a problem <laughs> because he's Fleury's been so good. We, I mean, even this last game, we saw how good he was. I believe it was two to two before the overtime goal. He's been extremely good. And you decide to go to Robin Leonard in game one after coming off a seven game series where Fleury basically was really, I think he held the Knights together in that seven game series. Because they weren't playing very well. The Wild were giving them all that they could handle. And Flurry gets the job done. And then you go away from him to bring in Robin Leonard, who hadn't played in a while. I just think I just want him to shut up. I, I will give I will give credit for the bounce back game too. The Knights looked a lot faster. And I said this last night. They looked a lot faster. They looked more composed, but they still lost. And I'm still worried about, you know, this sweep happening, even though I said it was going to be six games. I, I just think Colorado's a better team. And I'm looking right at Pete DeBoer. I got to ask, man, and this is not towards you, even though that was a great point. I have to ask you, Dylan, what was running through your head when you tried to defend Pete DeBoer starting Robin Leonard? Because you did that in our chat. You said it was a good idea. I don't know if the words were good idea. I think I said interesting. You could pull it up and check, but I, I can't remember my exact words. But I, I honestly was excited to see Leonard and Net, not because he's a former Blackhawk, but because I've mentioned it before. You need to have two good goalies to win the Stanley Cup. You do. You have to have two ready. And if you really want to spark momentum, I mean, now's not necessarily the time you do it in Game One. But that was a seven-game series. Flurry played his tail off. If Leonard comes in, I know he hasn't played in a while, but if Leonard came in and gave you a good performance then that's when you could potentially spice it up a little bit and have the two goaltenders see which one's hot and start them then. As but you knew to, which one was hot. Yeah, but you he knew, played a seven-game series. So, so I mean, nothing. What does so that even what? mean? He what does that rest, even mean? He can rest in the offseason. Could right. you imagine Montreal going away from Carey Price? We talked about that on the show the other day. That would have just been absurd. Yeah, that's and they did. They they stuck with them. And yeah, guess Gary what? Gary Price doesn't have a potential Vesna goaltender behind him in Robin Leonard. When has Robin Leonard ever been a potential Vesna finalist? Islanders oh, before God. he went to free agency the first time. He was never a, a Vesna finalist. He was never even close. He wasn't even. Close. He, he was, was good. a fantastic goaltender. He was Top good, five. but I I don't I I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I've heard I've heard. Like Leonard is pretty good, and they're very happy that he like they were calling him an uh, an A one or one A of a goaltender. Yeah. So I just think he came out and was not ready for the moment, got pumped, and now you now can you even put him back in the series if you need? Nope, to? nope. nope. I'll tell you a nope. good example. You it's, that. A, it's like you go get Noah. game one first, and then you might decide to make that move. But right, it's like starting Noah Syndergaard over Jacob Degrom in the NLDS. That's what that was. Going to your one A instead of your horse. I, I don't, even, I don't know. I don't want to make, make that comparison because I don't think that's the same thing. 
Yeah, I don't. I, I even I don't. I don't even think that's a. We can just. I just wanted to get into your head on that one. I wanted to see where your thoughts were on I, that and why you defended is, that. That's all. I seven game seven game series. Flurry's an older goaltender. You have a great one behind you. Give Leonard a shot. That's where I was. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, Dylan, so uh, I'll let you redeem. I'll let you redeem yourself. What are you hitting us with your uh, your your last call out? You mentioned the New York Islanders earlier, and you mentioned that great line. Someone on that line is not playing that well, or at least I want more out of him. Matthew Barzell, that's someone that I really want to step up. He has four assists in the postseason, but he's got a minus three rating. He hasn't been too good on the defensive end, and you need him to start scoring goals. He has the great goal that was scored this year, probably the goal of the year, if you remember back to the one that he uh, buried in the goal earlier. But, I mean – You look at Matthew Barzell, this Islanders team, we know that they're a defensive structured team. They don't score a lot. And when you have someone that is as that is as good as Matthew Barzell, you're going to have to start scoring goals. I mean, you need your players to step up. We mentioned it before this show came on in our pre-production about the Maple Leafs and needing to get production out of your players in the postseason. Matthew Barzell needs to start putting the puck in the back of the net if he wants to gain my respect. Yeah, it, it's one of those things, man, that we it's like a, I feel like that's a theme here with what AJ had earlier with you have now. It's like these teams that are what like it appears to be as underdogs in these series. You have got to have your star players show up because if not, you are going to be done. You're going to be done quick because that's what's happening with the with the hurricanes and the lightning. If you don't have Aho and if you don't have Svechnikov stepping up, you're going to lose that game similar in in with the Islanders and the Bruins. The Bruins are stacked on two solid lines that can really put the puck in the back of the net. And the New York Islanders are going to desperately need Matthew Barzal to step up. That's a theme. That was a good take. It was good. It's good. You redeemed yourself. Did I redeem? Nice. I did redeem. <laughs> you redeemed yourself. He, he needed that. He needed that. Partially. <laughs> I, I, I got to say partially because that was, that was, that was, that was, that was, uh, was a tough one. That was a tough one. But I'm going to, I'm going to end it here on that same series. The, the series that AJ brought up, the one that I mentioned here before, the Lightning and the Carolina Hurricanes. And I'm going to call out a good thing that the Tampa Lightning are doing. These close games, I actually really love seeing for the Tampa Lightning because there's a phrase I love to go to. That's good teams find ways to win in tight games. That's what happens. Good teams find ways to win. And that's what Tampa is doing right now. Even if it's a shit, like a shit goal that Nadelkovich is letting in. This team is finding ways to win. Andre Vasilevsky is playing lights out. It's just, that is such a big thing going forward. If you can make it past this round and go ahead into the next, next round or Stanley cup finals, whichever it may be, you need those type of games where you're able to battle through that adversity and win. And that is something I feel like I haven't seen too much of the Tampa lightning. Like as the, the past few years, like either they win and it's not close or they lose and then, like, there's no real medium in that. There's no close games, but Tampa is doing that right now. It's a good thing. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. His hands up. I, I just wanted to give an update. Sebastian Ajo just scored recently. No yeah. way. So, yeah. so now so he has a goal actually, and an assist. Hey, that's they his actually, fourth. It, it was, that's a, go it was about 15, 20 seconds after the last one. Uh, <laughs> and this is right before Dylan's been getting ready to go. So, oh, unless he's talking about a third goal, now I'll be crying. No, uh, no, 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 no. Two, I have two one. Okay. I have two one. So okay. it's two to one. After that happened, about a minute left or a minute later, uh, Carolina 
got a penalty. Tampa Bay went on the power play and Stamkos to Kucherov to point. Just like I was saying, these two guys start stepping up and you bring the offense to Tampa Bay Lightning, you bring that experience up. They came out and they started playing and they're, now they're attacking the net. They're getting into the slot. Like this game has gone from nothing to very fun to watch. So that's why I've been sitting here just like not even really. I don't that, know what Dylan was talking about. Sebastian <laughs> <laughs> Ajo now has four uh, double-digit point games this postseason. About time. It's impressive. Impressive. I'm the, glad they were listening to the show, even when they're on the ice. Multi, multi-point <laughs> games, not double-digit. Yeah. He doesn't have 10 points. Ajo must have had an earpiece in his ear listening to the ref cut. I wanted to have I wanted to throw that out as an honorable mention that AJ you brought up. So it's turning into a great game. This, like we talked about last night with the NBA talk, which you can check out now on all podcasting platforms or on YouTube or on Facebook, whichever one you want to watch. Can you? We talked about last night with the uh, fact that, yeah, like, the, Facebook. The, Twitter, the not Bucks, Facebook. Yeah, not Facebook. Oh, we're not sorry. We're not on Facebook right there. Not on Facebook for yesterday. The Bucks and the Nets, <laughs> that's the series you wanted to see. You are waiting for that series. You're waiting for it to happen, and it came true. That's similar to what's happening right now in the NHL. You have Connor Hellebuck against Carey Price. That is a dream goaltending duel. You have Colorado versus Vegas. That was a dream matchup heading into the playoffs right here. You have the Boston Bruins and the New York Islanders, two physical grinded out teams playing against each other. You have the two small market teams in Tampa and Carolina battling it out after what happened in Florida with Tampa and Florida. Like, these are matchups that everyone has been desperate to see, wanting to see, and it has happened that's one of the things I wanted to call to everyone's attention, but that does it. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. AJ. Yeah. yeah. Your face does it all. Yeah. That's a real thing. We're, we're a, we're, we're pretty we're, legit. We're getting there. We're getting hey, we're pretty guys. legit. Hey, we're, we're, <laughs> hey, we're semi-professional. I'm starting, to, I'm starting to understand what's going on. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> good because good because we wouldn't Wait. be making our time we wouldn't be making our time if we had to explain it to you but yeah. oh i like it that does it though <laughs> for another episode of the rough cut sports cast before we head out i want to hear and see those beautiful I, I guess i can't see those hands anymore aj because you said you wouldn't do it for me you anymore me. but you scare me i'm gonna wait out here honestly <laughs> you can do it now right, while this ahead. comes up <laughs> We need the follows at Rough Cut underscore sports on Twitter. Hit that like. We are headed to a thousand on Facebook at Rough Cut Sports on Instagram at the Rough Cut Sports Cast. And then, of course, head over to YouTube. Go look at some of that wonderful content, all of our heated debates. Hit that like, hit that share, hit that subscribe, and then tell everybody who? Everybody. And of course, we are brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all your sports memorabilia needs, whether that be a signed jersey, signed cleat, signed helmet. They've got it over there at HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com. Special shout out to the Belly Up Sports Network and all the great shows over there. And do not forget to head on over to our Facebook and go get you one of these, man. Look how clean that is. Look, you you want it. You saw us wear it. You want it? Click, we know click you on do. That black one though. Click you, on you that go black get a pink and white one. one. The, I mean, the black one's sick though. <laughs> that that one is really, really cool. Then you can get the rough cut red. We are trademarking that. We probably won't get away with yeah. that, but that rough cut red, you can get that. You can get the rough cut black That's if you want. Get it now hey, at the rough like cut the sports cast. Check us out too, on. You know? What? The pop on the white. Like the way nice. the like, yeah, like the the yeah. logo pops off the white. You know, like yeah. yeah, you got a little clean white shirt, but then the logo is just like boom. <laughs> pretty thick. The colors, Duke. The colors. And let's let's be real here. 
we're all about making things work and we're talking, we're t- we always talk about good combinations that duos draft is ending tomorrow with the votes and stuff like that. But it's about good pairing. I mean, your style and yourself, man, that, that's a, that is a pairing you want to make happen. You want to make it happen. You want to look good. And then you want to get that rough, the, the rough cut logo on a Yeti cup. Because summer's coming, you gotta keep it cool. AJ's still doing that ten percent thing, man. You get a rough cut logo on your Yeti. AJ gives you money out of his pocket. He ain't making no money from this show. He just wants to help you Do make right decisions in your life. Yeah, because I will. He's trying to help you. He's trying to help you make good decisions in your life. So get your Yeti merch right now. The link for that and the shirts are on our Facebook page. Check it out. And hey, does that does that apply to me? I was about to what? ask that because oh. I think I'm about to order a yeah. <laughs> I don't like y'all. I don't like y'all that much. <laughs> hey, you just fan. lost the game. Well, oh my god, we're we're ending this year. We're ranching. <laughs> Any last words? Any last words, buddy? Yes. Uh, tune into the third period of this Carolina Tampa Bay game. Uh, Denver and Portland just went into the third period as well, the third quarter. Uh, so I, I, that's two great games, great sports. That you should tune into. Do it. Do it. Do it. I I, I would say the same thing. Um, If you got a chance right now to watch Damian Lillard take his team to a game seven, it's going to happen. (laughs) So Damian Lillard, I don't think Damian Lillard is losing today. Um, That man is unreal. Go ahead and watch him and then check out the hockey as well. Um, Good, good, great, great, great show. As always. There it is. Dylan, you don't get any last words because, well, you had you, yours. I'll tell you this. You had, I'll tell you this. You had yours. Nope. Aaron. Nope. Aaron. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not a thing. Not well, a you thing. just messed yeah. up AJ's audio. Nah, AJ had perfect audio all night long. It don't matter. It's at the end. That's easy. worth it. Worth does, it. Does, Dylan, does Dylan not know he could just put himself as back <laughs> he in? He can't. Does not know he can put himself back in. We've got final countdown, guys. We've got final countdown here coming up in a little bit, but. As always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Rough Cut Sportscast. If you want to listen to us in your car, you can. We're all over the podcasting world, okay? Apple, Spotify, we're on it, man. Go check us out on there. Listen to us in your car. Enjoy the smoothness of Dylan's voice. And if you're watching, look at this face. And enjoy the smooth fit, this smooth voice of this guy here. See? There it is. He gets it. He gets it. And the knowledge that this man brings, Aaron Mukes, man, he's just the Mukes. He knows everything. You want to listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Make it happen. Let's get into final countdown. We'll see you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. For you audio listeners, we'll see you tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. live Eastern time here on Facebook or on podcasting platforms. Adios, turd nuggets. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.